0: This, along with every episode of According to Flint, brought to you by Pendleton Whiskey. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, a whiskey that captures that unique spirit in every bottle. A whiskey made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood glacier water. A whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That is Pendleton Whiskey. And that's true Western tradition. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Hey, welcome to episode number 74 of According to Flint, the podcast. And this week, happy to step a little bit out of the Western sports world and go with something that I'm intrigued by and very much interests me. Uh, An episode having to do with the Savannah Bananas Touring fun baseball team and my friend Matt Wolf. And if you watch any clips from the Savannah Bananas or are lucky enough to see them play, Matt Wolf with some rodeo ties and rodeo background dresses and plays as a rodeo clown. So looking forward to this episode and something unique and something different. Our friend Matt Wolf right here on episode number 74 of According to Flint. Since 1973, the art of engraving brings to life the artistry that Montana Silversmiths is known for and is fueled by a passion for the Western lifestyle. Montana Silversmiths' buckles and jewelry are more than accessories. They are stories, stories of moments and memories shared through the giving, receiving, and earning of Montana Silversmiths' buckles and jewelry. Celebrate what matters with Montana Silversmiths. Here we are, episode number 74, according to Flint, my friend Matt Wolf. That's right. Savannah, bananas. Hey, I'm all bananed up. Did you notice that? Just for you, man.
1: Man, you're making me feel special, Flint. <laughs>
0: hey, I got to tell you something, though. I go, I, I actually, I purchased this, Matt, and with a friend like you, I shouldn't have to buy swag. However, Billings, Montana, big sporting goods store, whole section of Savannah banana stuff. I go in and buy a shirt. I'm checking out the little older lady, uh, at the, at the uh, checkout counter. I put it up and she looks, it's the only thing I got. She goes, Savannah bananas. Is that a baseball team? And I said, yeah, she goes, what the hell are we doing carrying this stuff? (laughs) But that's for, for somebody like you, isn't that something how it's just gone? I mean, I'm in Billings, Montana and can buy this stuff. That's a little overwhelming. I would think.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable to say the least. You know the kid the kids love it. I mean, you're just a big kid, Flint. So I I'm am. glad you're wearing that. Shirt.
0: We're, we're both we're both big kids. Okay, <laughs> first of all, okay, you are you're one of the few players. You're a you're part time with the baseball team, but because you are also an Oklahoma City fireman, correct?
1: That's correct. I have, I I try to tell people I have the two greatest jobs in the world. I'm an Oklahoma city fireman and I'm a Savannah banana. I don't, (laughs) I don't know if it gets much better than that.
0: (laughs) Would you say, are you a baseball player or are you a performer? And that that's the bigger picture of what interests me about this whole thing. What are you?
1: Well, 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 (laughs) we have a saying in banana land, it's called flip the switch. We've got to be both. We've got to be able to turn up both on and on, uh, you know, simultaneously. So, yeah, you know, I I would say I'm both.
0: Let's uh, first of all, for people watching this, because I'll guarantee there's people who watch maybe every episode of this podcast that has come out. And a lot of them are going right now, probably. Now, who the hell are these Savannah bananas? They're going to look now. It's an interesting progression of the team. I think I've watched every special, every um, you know, every bit on the Savannah Bananas. But it all started with the owner of the team trying trying to create interest in a minor league baseball team. Am I right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty close. Uh, yeah, Jesse Cole is the owner of the Bananas, and he had he had this vision uh, to create uh, his own. Sport, if you will. I mean, we're playing baseball, but it's it's by a whole new set of rules. And our goal is to uh, involve the fans as much as possible and make it fun for the kids and be entertaining. He says we're in the entertainment business. Yeah. So here we are.
0: I think, well, in a sense, I think all sports are the entertainment business. No matter no matter how much we're in the competition, sports are the entertainment business. But it is there no longer... A Savannah Bananas team that plays a regular baseball schedule, is it now just a touring entertainment team? Because isn't that how it was for a while? You had the touring team, and then they played in a league?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's real confusing for people right now because the pro team, which I'm on, is, is so new. So this started as a college league, summer league team where they just did crazy antics. They still played baseball. They still played by the the traditional rules, but they entertained in between innings. They had the guys do dances. They did different promotions, you know. Uh, and now it has progressed into this uh, professional team that tours the country, and we play by our own set of rules. Uh, probably the, the most uh, well-known is if a fan catches a foul ball, it's a out. Um, so we, we play by a whole new set of rules, and, and it's a lot of fun to be a part of.
0: I saw that game. Actually, uh, I'm a big fan of, I listened to the Dan Patrick show. Big fan of the Dan Patrick show. You know, heard by millions. I'm listening one day and Dan was in Major League Baseball right now. There's a lot of rule changes with pitch clock and different things. And he could, I could tell he wasn't very familiar with the Bananas baseball. And he's saying there's this team and a fan caught a foul ball and it was a walk-off. It was the end of the game what league allows that he's going on and I'm like damn you you, you, you got to get familiar so he was floating rule changes and he was kind of putting a poll out who would want that to be a rule i like the rule are, what are there other rules is that the only kind of real quirky rule different than baseball in general
1: uh, well uh, there's a lot of rules um, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of funky rules that and it's it meant to speed the game up. You know, traditionally, uh, baseball's been kind of a long sport. You know, it's a long event. You go to a Major League Baseball game, it's going to be within three hours. So we have a two-hour time limit. Uh, um, there's no walks. Walks are boring. So if you walk, it turns into a sprint. Uh, and the fielders would have to throw to every position before they can then make a, make a play on the guy that just walks so he could actually get out.
0: Possibly. Oh, well, hold on. I did not know this one. So it's a it's ball four. The catcher throws to every guy. It's got to touch
1: it it It's gotta to touch every guy. Yes. Gotta to touch every guy. The runner can continue to run as far as he wants and you can possibly make a play on him. So he may get a double, he may get a triple on a walk. So walks. I'm a pitcher. I'm a pitcher dressed as a rodeo clown. So and walks (laughs) will kill you.
0: (laughs) Walks will kill you. (laughs) That there, there is a league. That was one of the things that Dan Patrick brought up. There is a league that on a walk or on a passed ball, I can't remember that they can make a play at first base. They tried it at one time. I did. I thought it was up on the, the the good rules of banana ball. I did not know obviously, obviously, I just need to go to a game. I mean, that's the only solution I have here. But there's also a lack, uh, we talk about the the cool uh, rules. There's also a lack of rules or different rules. Obviously, there are no box on the pitcher because I've watched, i watched the TikTok dances and out of nowhere a pitch comes to the bat. No box apparently.
1: Oh yeah, and that and that's my favorite part because I get to I get to bend the rules. You know, I'm an I'm an old guy trying to play with these young cats. And uh, you know, it I have to be able to stretch the rules somehow. You know, quick pitch, uh throw between my legs, uh do a cartwheel and pitch, you know, anything I can do to get a crowd reaction and, you know, to have fun with it. That's what, that's what I'm there for.
0: Okay. Let's cover, let's, let's get to the point here of why you and I are connected, how I met you and what interests me about what you do on the field. You got a rodeo clown barrel out there. You got the, what we call the baggies on you wear the rodeo clown makeup. There's a history there, correct, in your family of why you do that.
1: Yeah, there there is there is a history there. Um, my dad my dad served a, served a short stint as a rodeo clown back in college. Uh, he actually uh, got to know a guy named uh, Rex Dunn. If you've ever heard that, <laughs> oh yeah, <name. laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah, dad dad ran around with Rex just a little bit in college, and and he kind of tried to teach him a few things about. Uh, you know, fighting bulls and whatnot. So, so yeah. When I went to the tryout, I knew I was uh, out of shape. I've been out of the game ten years, and I had for one, I had to have something that's going to make me stand out. And uh, you know, I'm a small town guy. I grew up on a ranch. Grew around. Ro- grew up around rodeo. And uh, and who doesn't like a good rodeo clown? So I was like, that that's got to be it. That's got to be my end there. So yeah, I, I did that to uh, to kind of honor Dad uh, and to honor our family heritage. Uh, we grew up on a ranch right outside of Winniewood, Oklahoma. Uh, a lot of people know Winniewood, Oklahoma for the tiger King, but, uh, oh. but yeah, <laughs> I don't like, I can't believe I just told you that on your show, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's a, it's an easy reference for people. I, I grew up right outside of there, joy, Oklahoma. We had to sell the ranch, uh, my junior year of high school, so, you know, this was also a way for me to, to honor my family. Uh, I knew I probably wasn't going to be able to buy that ranch back, but this was a way that I could honor them, honor my dad, uh, look cool. Uh, and it just fits my personality, you know, I always like joking around and and they ate it up. Here I am. Here I am pitching as a rodeo clown and, 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 and I want to give respect uh, we're, respect is due so that's kind of why i reached out to you and a guy named john harrison from from oklahoma because i wanted to represent this this thing well from a rodeo standpoint as well you know i'm a poser but i've been around it and (laughs) (laughs) but but man you guys you guys are awesome i love what you do Uh, that was always my favorite part of a rodeo is uh, the rodeo clown the barrel man so
0: so how was it received? You go in, you brought, I would imagine they'd respect you. Did you audition in front of, or kind of try out, audition, try out in front of the owner? Does he make those decisions? And, and how was that received? Was it like, I see what you're doing and I like it? What what was his response to that? A lot of questions? Uh,
1: man, you know, he, yeah, he's, he's the one that he was there. There was there him along with several others that I think 80 of us that tried out, uh, you know, I thought, I thought everybody being from small town, Oklahoma knew what a rodeo clown was. Uh, that's not the case. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? no, not
0: at all. It absolutely. is not the case. <laughs> so,
1: so, you know, I've had people come up to me and be like, man, I really love what you got going on. I, I just hope people understand that you're a minion. And I'm like, come on guys oh like my God. I, I have i have i've tried so hard to put on this you know this act of being a rodeo clown you know i got the barrel you know i got the baggies i got the makeup which you know i don't i don't do makeup quite like you more like a bullfighter more like uh cody webb cody webster Oklahoma yeah, boy. There you, go, you know so uh so yeah but uh Nobody really knew what I was, or there was was a few, but they really enjoyed the tricks, you know. And I dropped my pants, uh, showed my polka dotted underwear when I was pitching, you know. And they ate it up. It's it's for the bananas, you know. It's uh, it's having a good time, entertaining entertaining people, and trying to get some laughs and smiles. I mean, so
0: a a minion, good stuff. A minion. I never, I never. Now, now I'm. It's done for me. The visual (laughs) is your. Uh, that's funny. So did you, where did you play baseball? Like, I I guess I'm curious, uh, you first, but I'm curious of who plays for the Savannah bananas. Who are these guys? What, what, what is your baseball background besides obviously high school baseball? You have a college background. What level of ball did you play in the first place?
1: So most of these guys are former former professional athletes they've played some sort of affiliated ball or independent baseball Mm -hmm. uh with the exception of a few which would be me i've 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 only made it to college so after college i was done uh my dream was obviously to play professional baseball but and in a sense this is this is almost better this is this is a little bit probably more fun uh more loose uh there's still some pressure there i'm not gonna not gonna lie but uh but, yeah, this college for me, but most of these guys have played some sort of pro baseball before.
0: Where did you play? What college?
1: Um, uh, I bounced around a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I started out at Gainesville, Texas, a, a junior college, uh, mm-hmm. north-central Texas. Then I went to the home of Reba McIntyre and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Southeastern. South
0: S-E-O-U. Yeah, you bet.
1: South, southeastern Oklahoma state. And I finished right, right in my backyard, right where all my family went, which was uh, East central in Ada, Oklahoma.
0: Mm, I've been to Ada. I've been to Ada. That is quite the metropolis. <laughs> Ada, Oklahoma. Were you good? Uh, just pitch. Were you position player too? Were you any good? Tell me about it.
1: Oh man. I, um, I was a pretty decent ball player, especially for a little guy. You know, I gave it all I got. Uh, uh, I think that's what I was known for just kind of being kind of being the Rudy of of uh, baseball <laughs> you know, just you know, I, I had some talent I had a little bit of talent and I was a, a pretty decent infielder that's kind of what I was known for is infield play and and I really just I, I played every position in college uh played a little second a little short stop a little third base and got to play my favorite position which was was to catch uh, uh my senior year of college back in ADA so that was pretty awesome.
0: So I want, of course, from this to people, for people to look you up, you and I follow each other on Instagram and message back and forth. And I try to catch everything. Where did the trick, you're a trick, would I call you a trick pitcher? Uh, Yeah, that's what they call me. Where did that come from? How long have you been doing that?
1: I've been doing stuff like that since I've since I've been a kid, you know, just just joking around. You know, baseball's a long game, so there's a lot of downtime. So yeah. in that downtime I was always I was always goofing off and and doing stuff I probably wasn't supposed to be doing, you know, just throwing it between my legs and, you know, over my head. And and I used to always tell Clint, I used to always tell people I'm pretty good at stuff that doesn't get you very far in life. <laughs> hey. And I got I gotta eat my I gotta eat my words now. So Listen, so it finally got me somewhere, so.
0: Listen, I I do, this is why what you do interests me. For one, you know, there's an authenticity, which I'll get to, but I always say I could do a lot of things pretty well. Wasn't a great singer. I was kind of a singer. Okay, athlete. Pretty good dancer. have all these things, but when you throw them in this deal and mix it up and find The right venue, avenue to throw them out there. You can really all you have to do is find a place for it, right? That's why I think we're kind of alike in that sense a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, without the bananas, I wouldn't be able to. In their vision, I wouldn't be able to to put my skills, (laughs) if you will, to to test. So,
0: um,
1: pretty special.
0: Uh, when I say there's an authenticity. I've watched TV shows, as you can imagine, we all have TV shows where they have a rodeo episode or a movie. Hell, I was, I helped on a movie where Kiefer Sutherland played a rodeo clown and he kind of watched me through the summer to pick up some mannerisms, but it, it just wasn't right. Even in the movie, what he wore, it, it, it was wrong. It was the wrong interpretation. It's cool when I watch all your highlights and stuff from the bananas. It's it's for real. You you put your damn clown barrel in the outfield. I'm watching the other day. You had your clown barrel in center field. That's a real clown barrel. That's that's authentic, isn't it? Uh, where did where did where'd you get a clown barrel? <laughs> uh, well, they're not easy
1: to find. They are they're not lot,
0: easy not- to find. <laughs>
1: Especially a used one, you know. I could buy a brand new one, but you know, I didn't really want to fork out the money for that. Uh, uh, people don't realize how expensive that stuff is. So I found a used one in Arizona, and uh, the head coach was happen happening to be moving from Arizona to Savannah. So he just I, I sent him a, sent him some money. He he put it on his moving trailer, and and there we go. He's a, it's in it's in Savannah. So
0: I I gotta know. For my, maybe you don't know, but there's a there's a guy that sold a reused rodeo clown barrel that's now touring with the Savannah Bananas. Do you remember who? Can you say who it was, or do you even remember who sold? Because you know it's a pretty small world, the rodeo clown barrel world. So I'm curious.
1: Oh, I wish I could remember his name. I've got it in my phone. Yeah, I'm 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 terrible at names, but it, it, he said it actually came from Oklahoma. Strange enough, huh. so 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 pretty cool. I wish I could remember that guy's name, but I can't off the top of my head. You
0: you guys have some major former major league players make cameo performances with the with the bananas, and I'll get to some of that. But what about like one of the best rodeo clowns ever making an appearance at a. Of do you not, do you, not
1: <laughs> do you not think i've tried to pitch that i've tried to pitch that for so long uh man i'd love that i'd love that i, I mean i think the crowd would love it too so uh, i've even wanted to get on the mic you know during the game like a rodeo clown that's not that's probably not my strong suit but you know <laughs> you know we gotta we like to try th- new things in banana land so uh and i gotta you know, I got to test my limits and and get in, get uncomfortable to grow. So Uh,
0: I, I played baseball up till I was about 16 in Montana. It's not a high school sport. It's a club sport. I put, I played second base because I had such a weenie arm. That's all the farther I could throw it first. But I, uh, so I played for a while and then played softball, you know, for slow pitch and fast pitch. Anyway, I love baseball, but a few weeks ago, I was at the college national finals rodeo with my daughters, and they have this softball tournament with all the regions, and then they have a coaches team. So they needed somebody, so they had me playing the coaches team. I picked up that softball, and it was like throwing a foreign object. I I couldn't. I mean, it is amazing how much I lost. It. Something I did completely naturally. <laughs> Holy crap. It was awful, man. I pulled it. I pulled a quad round in second. I, I just think I could make an appearance, but I don't know if I could pull it off, man.
1: Uh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Uh, uh,
0: I don't know. I yeah, I could bat. I think I could bat. So I, I guess I'm curious. There is you really got a teeter on the line of, okay, we're in the entertainment business, of course. As I said, I think all sports are. But you guys got a teeter between, we really need to play baseball here. People still want to see some baseball. Is there, is this a real broad question, but how do you balance that? Because if I go to one of your games, I want to see baseball too. How much is real competition? How much is scripted? All of that. Same kind of questions I kind of get, actually.
1: Yeah, it's it's a difficult one to answer. There's a lot that goes into it. Uh what what I think people have to remember is all of those guys out there are competitors. Mm-hmm. You know, and we are we are trying to win the ball game. Every every single night, it's it's not scripted like the Harlem Globetrotters where one team wins, one team loses. And there's a lot of confusion there, but mm-hmm. man we're at each we're at each other. Uh there's nothing that's really scripted. We audition. We are not audition. We uh, oh, what's the word for it? We uh, we we do some practices uh, prior to uh, prior to the game, and and that's just. There's certain times during the game that we're going to dance. Uh, there's certain there's certain times that we're going to try to reach fans a little bit more, but all in all, we we're, we're trying to play the game as true as possible and let everything else happen organically as far as when we get, we get to ad lib stuff, you know, whenever we feel that's, that's necessary, we have quite a bit of freedom to kind of do what we want. And I think that's what makes this, this a special thing is because we can be all be ourselves, uh, show our personalities uh, and stuff like that. You know, celebrations are one thing that's, that's scripted, but Mm. you don't, when you don't, you don't know when that's going to happen. You know, you don't know if we're going to score in the first inning or the second inning. But when we score, we're going to do some 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 type of uh, scripted celebration.
0: So, but so there that, would there be somebody in the would there be somebody in the dugout going? All right, hey, we got a guy in third here. If he hits a base hit and if he scores, we're doing the gritty. We're doing the. I'm I'm just spitballing here. So there's got to be there's somebody going. Everybody, get ready! Get ready here. Am I? A little bit, because I think I can relate. Yeah, well,
1: here. yeah, we've got a director of entertainment. His name is Zach Frangello. Uh, he actually worked in Vegas. Uh, maybe, maybe had a little bit of something to do with NFR at a time. At, at one time, but mm-hmm. he he directs us. He, he's going to let us know, hey, right here, these scores. We're doing this, which we had would have already practiced. We'd already practiced doing the gritty or whatever, whatever celebration we're going to do mm-hmm. uh, in. It's just kind of, we just kind of have a schedule of what, you know, this is going to be the first celebration. This is going to be the second, third celebration. And he just kind of communicates to that, us over there on the bench when that's getting close to happening.
0: PBR's had a director of entertainment too, this guy right here. Hey. (laughs) By the way, I'm a gritty in some bitch. I don't know if you've seen me gritty. (laughs) See, I, that intrigues me because I can relate. It's almost what you're telling me is kind of exactly what I've told people in interviews that if you can create the, not really an illusion, but create the illusion that you made it up on the spot. However, we know, you know, in a baseball game, I know in a PBR or a rodeo, there are a lot of things we know are going to eventually happen. And we have a, we have something in the Rolodex that fits that moment. Mo- nobody in the crowd has the same Rolodex, but we know there are certain things going to come up. We don't know when they're going to come up, and it may be the next game that it comes up, but you have, uh, I'm kind of on the right track where in these moments, this is what we do. We're just not sure when these moments are going to happen, correct? That's that's
1: exactly. You hit, you hit the nail on the head there.
0: Hmm. I can see a fifty-five-year-old washed-up rodeo clown playing for the Savannah Bananas. I'm really laying the groundwork. Like, I, don't come, don't come for my job, please. Don't come for my job. Dude. Um, is there? I would imagine, as there is in any sport, um, old baseball purists just pissed about this. Like, what the hell? You know, gotta be right.
1: Uh, oh yeah you bet you bet there is uh, and and i'm I'm kind of in between there because I'm not I'm not young like the kids are on the team most of them are around 25 26 I'm 35 so i'm I'm like the middle ground I still and, and not that they don't appreciate old school baseball but I really appreciate old school baseball but I also realized where baseball is going and and how important it is to the youth and we need we need to we need to we need to entertain those 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 thoughts of the youth and uh, and their interest in the sport. And I think this is a way, a great way to get those kids interested.
0: Mm. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a Harlem Globetrotter. I was intrigued. Really? I had everything. They had a cartoon on Saturday mornings. They were on Wild Wide World of Sports once or twice a year. Intrigued. That's what. Hey, when I was in about fourth grade, I wasn't a very good basketball player, but I could spin the ball. I could slide, dribbling. It got me. It sparked a passion. The style of ball they played. Similar. You guys. A lot of people make that comparison, including myself. A little bit the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great, great, great comparison. That's what we try. That's the short version of what the
0: bananas are. Except, I think you answered my question. If you ever watch the Globetrotters, all of a sudden in like the middle of the third quarter, there was a cue there where they would say, now we're just playing ball. Now we're just playing basketball. And they'd play kind of a half a quarter against their team, that the, the Washington Generals or whatever, the team they always played. And they would... I think it was their moment to go, watch, we're we're flat-out basketball players now, and they play serious for a little while. You guys really don't have to do that, or do you go a stretch where you say, let's just play, let's just play a game here?
1: No, it's it's all serious. I mean, it, it really is all serious. Like, you know, I may drop my pants at the plate when I'm batting. You know, that's...
0: Who doesn't, though?
1: You know, who does I mean, who does I mean, <laughs> But, you know, but I'm still trying to hit the ball. I'm still trying to put it in play. It, it may it might make it a little bit challenge challenging for us at times when we when we do stuff like that. But we're trying to win the whole game, mm. you know. Uh, but when we can entertain, we try to entertain. You know, if that's giving up a pitch, one strike, okay. Well, you got two more. You know, take an ugly hat for the crowd, or you know, do do something tricky that you might make an error on. But we're 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 Really trying to attempt to to make that play and to win the ball game.
0: See, that makes me feel better. I feel better about this, you know, because what what you see, if you follow everything banana ball on social media like myself, you just get a lot of the clips, like the camera angle when they're doing the the dance and the you know the outfield's everything, which is cool. The fact it's still a competitive game. I actually feel better about it. And I think people would want to know that, that you're, because I, I was uh, the a road trip recently, the party animals or whoever you play, they had won more games than the bananas in that stretch. And I went, wait, so they win too? Not like the club trotter. Who are those guys? Who are your, uh, do you all work for the same organization? Who? Tell me about yeah, the team you play. So
1: yeah, tryouts. There was there was eighty guys that made well, forty guys, forty guys that made the roster initially, and we're all the same team. But we we're just we just split twenty guys over here, twenty guys over there, and we're just touring the country. And we're keeping keeping track of who wins more games. And luckily, it's been it's worked out where it's it's fairly even teams. So you know the record is going to hopefully stay fairly close throughout the year. But by no means is it scripted.
0: Do you get Do you get a choice? Do they, are there guys whose personality fits the other team? I, am I right on their name? The party animals,
1: right? The party, party animals and the bananas. Yeah. They, they make that choice. Ownership makes that choice and coaches. Uh, and I'm sure they base it on a, a personality thing. And, and also they have to even the teams out as far as talent level goes. Um, Who, uh, Bunk- Oh, go ahead. The majority of the entertainers, which that's what I would be considered a, a player slash entertainer. Uh, we got guys like me and myself, who's dressed as a rodeo clown doing trick pitches. We got a guy, another entertainer, entertainer that's on stilts. Uh, we I've got the self proclaimed self proclaimed fastest man in baseball, Flash.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> how fast? Okay, how fast is he? Is he legit what? fast? Or is it cartoon well, had,
1: character? <laughs> uh, well, he had he had parents that uh, that ran in the Olympics, so uh, he can get it. He can run. Uh, and we have another guy named Ziggy who uh, does balancing acts. So he balances uh, bats on his chin, ladders on his chin. He does bat tricks. He's amazing too. So those those are the kind of entertainers that we have. So most of those guys are on the bananas. And uh, the party animals, not so many entertainers, but they're still just as entertaining to watch.
0: Mm. I see them as, uh, this is so weird that this vision's in my head. The original, uh, what was the basketball movie Michael Jordan was in? Space Jam. Original Space Jam. And Michael Jordan's team was all the cartoon characters. And they played the aliens that were all badasses. You guys are the cartoon characters. And they're the badass, the party animals. are. I don't know why I always have that vision in my head. I think I'm accurate there, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, so you're pretty close, pretty close. <laughs> and they, and they got a, they've got a really good team over there on the party animals as well. So, yeah, it makes it interesting. Make it interesting to see what's going to happen. They're the villains. Uh, so,
0: <laughs> I'll tell you why I'd like it. Here, here's, here's what I like I'm a uniform guy. Like, I don't know if you've followed me much, but I always have a different Cooper Tire uniform every year. We design new ones. And, oh, let's do this Montana State themed. You guys go through the freaking uniforms. Like, that, I would be so good. You came out not long ago with kind of a Hawaiian print shorts. Um, That's a big deal. To me, do you get to keep that stuff? That
1: that was a romper, Flint. Oh, it's there. a romper.
0: <laughs> you can't go wrong with a romper. You gotta those rompers, they'll give you a camel toe in a hurry. You gotta be careful <laughs> I,
1: I was uh I was not at that game, so I didn't get to participate in
0: the romper and, and
1: maybe maybe uh maybe I was satisfied with not participating in that game, but
0: <laughs> uh you have some cool stuff. You guys get some cool uniforms. I mean that—that's a plus right there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. A lot of a lot of those uniforms that we wear like that get auctioned off. Uh, so sometimes we get to keep, we get an extra set to keep. Sometimes we don't, but yeah, it's, it's cool that they auction stuff off to the fans like that.
0: Yeah, I know a guy that would love a bananas jersey. I mean, I I, I know a guy. <laughs> look at me being above. We could a but Look at. So look at Matt's got the banana stuff hanging in the back. We got we got some space here. We could hang something, I guess. Just I just I'm just floating it out there, Matt. I just you know. Uh, It sounds
1: to me that you're pretty interested in that romper, so I'm gonna see what I (laughs) can do with it.
0: I would I would wear the romper doing either my live broadcast or that I would I can make that guarantee. I'd freaking, I'd rock the romper. Better than a lot of women can rock a romper, I'll tell you that. Uh, hey, who's the ump? Who's the umpire? The little dude that does all that, and he twerks, and who's that guy?
1: Oh, he's he's amazing. Our dancing umpire's Vincent. He's from Texarkana. And boy, that dude can shake it.
0: <laughs> Is it. He, but he's a real ump, too, right? For real.
1: You bet he yeah, you bet he is he's uh he's been on the Ellen generous show uh, for doing what he does that's kind of how I think the bananas found him through his you know everybody finds everybody from social media nowadays so he posted some videos I believe and of what he does and yeah he's he's unbelievable in entertaining the crowd
0: um who I talked earlier about joking about making a cameo you guys you have one old former Red Sox pitcher Hall of Famer, that comes in pitches who else I've seen. You guys have had some pretty big name major league guys make appearances, pitching, batting, right? That's quite a get. That's a catch to get it. You know, I'm trying to think you've had some big hitters, big pitchers come in, right?
1: Yeah. We've had, you know, Barry Zito came in uh, and pitch. Yeah. I was I wasn't fortunate enough to make that game. I always loved watching him grow up. Growing up, uh, Johnny Damon's been there. There's been you know Jake Peavy plays with us, uh, which is a Cy Young Award winner. I mean we've got some some pretty big time dudes come in. It's been a it's been a pleasure to be be able to be around those guys. You know,
0: um, who's the old seventy <clears> two <throat> year old pitcher can still sling it?
1: Bill Lee. Bill Lee, he's seven, He's seventy-six years old. Uh, yeah, he's he's amazing as well. He's one of my favorites on the team. I could I could literally sit down and and listen to him talk all day long, and all day long. So, so yeah, awesome being around him too. So
0: uh, he can he, the guy the guy can still throw the ball. Bill can
1: for his for his age. He can do really well. He can still. He's he was never known as a power pitcher. By any, any means, but uh, he was known to be able to control it, and he still has pinpoint accuracy at seventy six.
0: Um, important to me in your in all this, I, you know, I love this whole thing. I just love because I love the production world and the entertainment world. So that's what has always intrigued me about this whole tour. But you, you are one of very few part time players or the bananas because you are a fireman in Oklahoma city. Uh, listen, as great as you being an entertainer and baseball player is, pretty great. You're a fireman full-time fireman. I mean, that's, that's the path you picked, right?
1: That's right. I I coached, I coached baseball prior to becoming a fireman. I was a math and PE teacher. Uh, I did that for five years. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I was just, I was just ready to move on. I was, I didn't really want to crack the whips anymore. I'm more of a doer, so the fire fire department really interested me, uh, and being around that camaraderie of the guys, I, I always wanted to to be in that kind of atmosphere. So I jumped into the fire department, and and now I get to do this, which is basically live my childhood dream of being a professional ball player.
0: What is your balance? What is what determines when you're uh, go to the fire hall and when you're on the road with the bananas? What? are you committed to a certain number of games how do you work that
1: man it was it was a really hard time figuring all that out uh you know <laughs> that's that's the deal in our, in our business is balance you know that we're on the road so much how do you balance family you know how how do you balance all these things it, and it is tough that's that's one of the conversations i had with john harrison prior to doing this i i, I met him at the at the uh Got here in Oklahoma City and, and talked about his barrel a little bit and kind of asked him some questions and and there's no really good answer for that. It's just you got to grind it out and make it work and and sometimes you got to make some choices on what's more important. Uh, my family is is what's the most important to me, God and family. Uh, so I've tried to balance, um, you know a number of games where I can still give them the amount of attention that they deserve. Uh, And I still got to be a good fireman. So I don't want to take away from the fire department as well. So we kind of, me and coach Gillum, uh, which is a childhood friend of mine who happens to be the head coach, sit down and, And talked about what that would look like. And it was about half of the games that I would be able to make and felt like I could balance everything else out. So that's what we've, that's what we've went with about 46 of the 90 something games I'll make.
0: Um, we, you know, you, you've interested me watching you. I've, I said the authenticity is perfect. Uh, when you're out on the field talking to you, I think even more now that I've talked to you, I always, I've watched you and felt like, and you know, I told you before we started recording, I told the guys I work with here, there's a guy with the Savannah bananas and I'm intrigued by the bananas and I want him on my podcast because I felt we had some parallels after talking to you, what you guys do in production as far as the ad-libbing, the Rolodex of material. Uh, by the way, I, I taught school and coached as well out of college. I taught math and history and coached football and track. So that... We have a lot of things, you know, the family stuff that I probably didn't handle the right way. There's a lot of things here. Any kind of entertainment business mixed with traveling, we whatever field we're in, we can talk about that. There's a lot of similarities.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. You were a, you're a, were you a math teacher as well?
0: Yeah, I taught math and history, and coached football and track. Just two years, not five. You made it more than I did. But, uh, Haver, Montana, what were, what was your wow. school? What was your school you were at?
1: Okay. So I, I finished up, I graduated from Sulfur, Oklahoma, Brennan Eldritch, If you know that name, I know he's Brennan Sulfur. Yes, sir. He's, he, he's from Sulfur lives in Roth, I believe now, but yeah, he's a lot younger, but I, I went back home to Sulfur coached a year there and then got my first job real small town Had uh, 14, 14 or 17 kids in the seventh grade, mm-hmm. taught them, taught them all one period. And math and you know you know how you have to do in small towns i drove the bus <laughs> i did health class pe class math class taught junior high baseball junior high basketball uh and high school baseball two seasons and then then went on closer to the metro area uh here in mustang of mustang oklahoma and el reno oklahoma before i mm-hmm. became a fireman hmm.
0: i was a uh I taught and coach Haver, Montana, home of the Haver Blue Ponies. There you go, sweet, sweet <laughs> I, know. <mascot. laughs> I know, big uh, big white horse, big white horse, and blue horse on the helm. I'm telling you, so that's funny. We have we have a lot of connection there. I think that's that's interesting. A uh, couple of the guys where I live, I I got my pickup this morning and it was coming over here, and they asked what I was up to. I said recording a podcast, and I told them. Uh, this friend of mine who, who uh, plays for the Savannah Bananas, they said, they got to come to Billings, man. I'm in Billings, Montana. And maybe the stadium's not big enough. We have a minor league team here that does very well, the Billings Mustangs. They get they do well here. It would be cool. I mean, I, I would imagine everybody you talk to, because I get the same with the PBR. You got to come here. You got to come there. So talk to the scheduling guy. Let's do some Montana stuff, man. Come on. Hey, uh, hey I'm all in. <laughs> um you need to now i'm i'm about i'm done in the arena here uh i'm old old and rickety matt so come come see us at a pbr i think we're going uh here coming up this fall going to be in oklahoma city for the pbr team stuff and i'm still doing tv commentating so let me know if you're around and uh you got to come watch us again and and check it out
1: you bet! I'd love to try to make it out as much as possible when they come to Oklahoma City.
0: Yeah, well, I know a guy that so can probably get you tickets. I I know <laughs> a guy that can call somebody to try and get some tickets. So, you know,
1: um, you know, it's good. It's good to know people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I I do appreciate. I I know you're busy, and as we do this, you got a couple days off, and I know taking an hour out of your day sometimes. Uh, with family is tough. But I appreciate it. I, I watch everything I can of you, your guys, and from, you know, I know you're friends with John Harrison, but from Cody Webster and me that kind of know who you are, we do appreciate that staying true and the and the tribute to us. So that means a lot. We appreciate it.
1: Well, that's that's you guys mean a lot to me and what you do. You know, I, I chose the fire department because it's a noble profession and what you guys do to protect those Cowboys and, 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 putting your, yourself in danger. That's, that's, uh, that's an awesome thing. And, and something that I, uh, really respect and look up to. So that's another reason why I wanted to, to dress up as, as you guys. Cause, uh, you know, I love you guys. So,
0: well, rodeo clown minion, call it what you want. We know, <laughs> we, we know it's a minion. Never again. Now it's it. My, my, my minion friend, Matt. So minion Matt, <laughs> Man, I'm just loading
1: you up with, with ammo. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I appreciate I appreciate you, man. Thanks for taking the time. We'll I, I, we'll see you soon. Okay. All
1: right. Thanks, Lynn. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Matt.